Um, parla, per favore. Yo. Yeah, I think that looks good. Okay. Usually, <laughs> for some reason, I get louder as we go. So it'll probably be fine. We're just excited. Yeah. <laughs> We're just excited. So hi. Hello. I'm Gabby. I'm Liska. This is Cries in Norwegian, a podcast about scam and all of its parallel like, universes. Do you know what? This is better than a theme song. <laughs> Who needs one? <laughs> Although every time we listen to a new podcast and they have it, I feel like... A little bit of shame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway. Any, anything to report? Mm, really, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the fuck? Season three starts... I don't think it's this Saturday, maybe the Saturday after. Maybe it is this Saturday. Maybe I have no concept of time. <laughs> uh, but very soon. So I was like, I should probably start season two to say I started it, kind of like what I did with Drew. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I'm not completely a fake fan. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's sort of my plans a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of plans, so remember how I'm watching Secession? Yes. So originally my plan was like, I'm going to catch up and like watch it with everyone. But there were only three episodes left in the season. Yeah. So I was like, there's no point except guess how many episodes I have left before the finale on Sunday. Uh, the whole season? Two episodes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, well. I guess he caught up anyway. <laughs> I was like, I guess I caught up in time for the fucking finale. Uh so I guess I'm gonna... I feel very left out on it, because I've only seen two or three episodes, and I love it, but I just haven't had time to watch anything. Yeah, so I, I was like, I want to be part of a conversation, and then uh-huh. I was like, I can't be part of a conversation, this is... Because I don't think it's a show you can really binge, at least I can't. Yeah, it's tough, they're very... I mean, it's amazing, yeah, written, yeah. but everything, and like, the performances are amazing, but like, they are not good people, no. and so... <laughs> It gets stressful. Yes, it gets stressful, and, like, I think if I try to watch too many episodes in a day, I kind of just, like, it kind of depresses me. Yeah, uh, I can so, see that. So I have to space it out. But now I'm like, well, I only have two episodes before Sunday, so I might as well watch the finale with everyone else and yeah. be like, I am here! Lucky you, because no one will shut up about it. <laughs> I know! It's insane. Anything new in the scam world? Besides Oh, uh, be- besides what the fuck? Um, I don't think so. Oh! Oh! Yes! Julie! Oh, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that was huge that was huge Julie Andum has an HBO overall deal I haven't seen it in Deadline or anything like that but it was from like a legitimate source I just don't think Deadline cares about They're Julie Andum right right um, yeah like they she's not big enough for yeah when they write about Facebook gossip rag yeah like when they write about <laughs> Scam Austin it's because uh, it's Facebook Watch and Facebook right. is paying them for it right, just like right. Pace, Facebook is also paying Pace Magazine to write about it Pace. I also saw uh, I saw an ad for another Facebook Watch show and I was like oh I guess they're getting even more into this now and it had some huge uh, like some big actress in it like I want to say like you mean season two of Elizabeth um, Olsen's and yes it's Elizabeth Olsen yes yeah the, the second, second season. season second season and the first season is uh, super well reviewed I just I don't have time I don't have time like I, I'm like I mean like Alan Seppenwall and a, a real TV critic saying like this show is really fucking good but no one's gonna watch it I mean it's Elizabeth Olsen just got I mean I love yeah, her she's no. so good so it's season two of that show actually what's it called do you remember <sighs> no I, I know for- I'm sorry I to forget you that sounds right. Uh, she she loses her husband, and that's when the show like her husband her husband passes away, and that's kind of when it starts. Mm. Not a comedy version like Dead Like Me. No, what? no, no, not a comedy version, and it has Rose Tico from last the last Jedi and the Asian girl from the oh, last Jedi. Uh-huh. I, so she's also a pretty big name, I I would say. Uh-huh, uh, I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen a single episode. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's a real show on Facebook Watch. And Never it's heard of it until I saw the critically poster. acclaimed by the people who watched it. Man, mm-hmm. craziness. 
So, yeah, so Julie has an HBO deal, which is a really big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, so here's hoping that we'll get more specifics on what that could look like. I'm mm. wondering what what she's interested in, what yeah. that de- deal entails, because she has been on the record liking the smaller type of production. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but then there's also, I think, a difference between what a show on HBO is and what a show with Facebook is. So, like, who knows, you know? Yeah, okay. So, cool. should we yeah. get to San Na season four? All right, so we are... Season 4, episode 3, titled, yes. What Do You Think About Drinking? So, very quickly to set up what's going on. Susanna has declared war on Pepsi Max, mm-hmm. sort of. She wants that bus, goddammit. And uh, she's also really crushing hard on Yusuf. And there's been hints at stuff with Evan. And we've we've also had sort of like Norhelm lurking in the background. Oh my god, yes, of course. Uh, and, and, and related to the bus, they have to come up with 300,000... Kroner. Kroner. And of course the whole like quite, like theme of Sana's identity and her place in the world and mm-hmm. her conflict with the world and all that. So that is like the central thing. Okay. And that's where we start. I guess I'll preface this by saying that this does have one of my favorite scenes. But I think there are definitely some hints about some of the stuff that eventually I won't love in the season. Another thing that I really appreciate it is that I think they've done a really good job of really making whole the whole like sana reacts with her feelings without thinking like very much canon and like a character trait that makes even when you go back i think to the later seasons uh-huh. it makes sense to earlier seasons i it makes sense yeah this episode is really good at like capturing a lot of interesting aspects of sana's character that's one of them and another one is how she she's so admirable for being so ballsy and mm-hmm. just like going for it but also that's her downfall yeah <laughs> and that kind of, like, diplomacy is not a word she's ever heard. <laughs> nope. You, you know, so it, it, like, it's both the thing that gives her strength and gets her through crazy things, like you have to pay 300,000 kroner, and also is going to be trouble. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, so we open uh, in Sana's home, and my first note was, excuse me, it's the carrot scene, because it's... <laughs> I definitely, I had this, not even this entire episode, I had this clip on my desktop, and I would just watch it for months whenever I was sad. Oh. <laughs> like, just that, like, five-minute clip, I'd be like, carrot scene. So I had, I was aware of Scum, but have not had not watched any of it. When you were watching this season, I was retweeting about carrots, and I was like, what is this show about? <laughs> Why are there so many carrots? Yeah, so this was, like, deep into the season, and I was really into it, so uh-huh. I was tweeting about it. I, I think I was even even, like, retweeting, like, carrot drawings. Yeah! Like, there was, like, a lot going on. I was like, this is a weird With show. the fandom. Yeah, so basically she goes in the kitchen, and her mom is preparing food, and we never see the mom's face in the scene, which is an interesting choice. I wasn't entirely sure what to make of it, but well, we can I talk think, about it. I think that kind of keeps in, like, a, a, the way that Scam, up until a certain point, has treated a lot of its adults. Yeah, it does keep it in this world of, like, the teenage world and the adults are peripheral. But the mom is, like, a more important character. She's almost like Eva's mom. I mean, she is, Yeah, like she Eva's is, mom. yeah. Yeah. So, and they do show her face later, so it was just an interesting choice. Well, I, well, sure I think, so I think, I think that's a choice because Sana has attention span is only focused on one thing in this entire Fair. scene. Fair. That's a really good point. So it's like, she doesn't really see her mom. At first, she doesn't even, we don't even see the balloon squat. We just kind of uh-huh. hear them. And then the moment she kind of, like... Sees Yusuf, uh-huh. like that's the only that, thing yeah, that you're matters. You're totally right. That's it. So it's like it's just her eating her carrot and uh-huh. looking at him as like basically a bunch of other things are happening about, about around her. But it's so clear 
and it's so in her point of view yeah. that that's the only thing that's really, like, she's carrying on this conversation, but... Yeah, she's not, she's only half of her brain. Yeah, there. and it's kind yeah. of like an excuse to be there and yeah, be able completely. to watch him. Completely. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, Elias is with the boy balloon squad, and of course Yusuf is there, and they're playing in another room, or they're hanging out, or whatever, making noise, and mom's kind of giving her a hard time about missing the mosque on Friday, and Sama's like, well, you never ask Elias. Mm-hmm. And to which she gets the answer of, like, well, he's just as ditzy as your father. Where you and me were more serious, or something like that. Yeah, which is like, uh, I know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I like I, I get it to a certain extent, but I'm also on Sana's side of like I that's know. just like that's like bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And also how, like, often with siblings, and this has nothing to do with religion or ethnicity or anything, but often with siblings, I think girls are expected to have more responsibility than boys. Yeah. And it's just annoying as shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. I don't even have siblings. And I think it's annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, you're more mature, you're, you know, and, and I'm like, what? No, no. Girls have always been expected to be more mature than boys. Yeah. In family dynamics and classroom dynamics, it's just kind of this thing that you yeah. see over and over. I mean, we are the superior gender. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then so as part of that, she kind of like asked her mom, like, oh, do you need help cooking? And then immediately was like, oh, yeah. why did I ask that? Yeah. Again, because she's only half listening. Yes, and I think she's like looking for a way to change the subject because her mom asks her, probably, uh, I think she asks her about like, oh, what did you do yesterday? And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just and then hanging she's, out. No. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mention the bus, of course. Yeah. And then Santa takes it back. She doesn't want to really help her mom. And her mom kind of teases her a little bit. Like, what are you going to do when you have kids? Like, are they just going to starve? Like, right. Like, Sana has a response for that. She always has a response. She's uh-huh. like, my husband will cook. <laughs> and this is, like, a really good, like, this scene is really good at highlighting that, like, dual identities issue with Sana. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, first of all, there's, like, the pressure from the mom about going to going to religious services. Uh, you know, her mom was already thinking about family and cooking and like and she's just like well she has a very kind of modern answer to that like yeah. my husband will cook to which her mom is like haha good luck yeah pretty much <laughs> which i feel like is the voice of experience oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah uh, hannah was telling a funny story related to that the other day because when my friend hannah first got married her brother-in-law was also living with them and she was doing a lot of the k- cooking and eventually she was like to her brother-in-law like i didn't marry you so you're right. gonna have to learn how to cook <laughs> so then he like pulled his weight then he learns how to cook then he leaves and gets married and then she's like and then I'm left with the husband who doesn't, <laughs> doesn't know cook. how doesn't cook and my sister-in-law now has like this husband who can cook and I basically trained him for she her trained him <laughs> so then uh where are we oh so like basically the mom gets a phone call that after they've kind of talked about cooking she so, gets a call so, she leaves the room yeah so remember how uh, one of my favorite things that is experiencing the stupid like just like just text post right text oh, post yes. uh-huh. on Tumblr. I remember this one being like that it's unrealistic <laughs> that Sana and all of their friends they have their phone on on ring like oh, ringing yeah, 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 and yeah. her mom has it on uh, oh on silent uh, on silent. <laughs> They're like, come on, guys. It's, it's This is not how generations work. No. Do you know how mad my mom gets when her phone accidentally gets on silent? Yeah, my mom has obviously has it on, no, you know, full no sound, and then which which includes typing, like the little typing oh, noise. Yeah, yeah. It's so annoying when she's just like texting, and I'm like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> okay, so then basically, Sana like kind of. Yeah, it's gonna be the good daughter, or maybe just wants to hang out in the kitchen some more. Yeah. So she picks up the carrot and starts peeling them, 
And, uh... She, she changes the radio station. Yes, did you hear what was on the radio when she turns it? It was a love song, but I don't remember. She That's what she turns it to. Oh, okay. But I think... Oh, yeah, it was some sort of... Interestingly, it's like, it seems like BBC or something. Yes, English. it was some sort of... And I'm pretty sure they're talking about, like, ISIS or something related to kind of wars in the world. So that, I thought that was very, like, like, a nice detail of... This is not her concern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's good. Makes sense because she's a sixteen-year-old teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and like uh, me when I was sixteen, I was obsessed with like world events to an unhealthy degree. Oh but, yeah. But she's smarter than I am, so. <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah. So she's peeling her the um, carrots, and she changes the radio to a love song, of course. And then Yusuf walks in. Comes in for a drink. To get something to help. <laughs> and then, this is my favorite part, because that kitchen is huge. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, right up in her business. Yeah, like, he literally, he walks, like, pat, like past her, but it's, like, like so close. <laughs> like, all up in her personal space. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, they're great. This whole scene is just delight. And, like, then she, and, and like, yeah, she kind of immediately feels it. So uh-huh. her first thing is to, like... She changes the station. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh no, she changes. She changes the to the, like a harder song. Oh uh, yeah, to, I totally missed that. Yeah, That's no. So great. She was like, nope, nope, nope. Setting a mood. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she changes the station, and then he she continues to peel the potato. The why do you call it potatoes? The, the carrots. carrots. And Yusuf is just having his drink and again, kind of openly staring at her. Uh huh. He is like such a dork. <laughs> yeah, he is such a, he is such a in his entire in this entire uh-huh. episode particularly, and eventually like basically start teasing her that she's she's uh, peeling the carrots wrong. Right, and so he's gonna teach her, and then just like things start coming out about him. Like he teaches in kindergarten, he, or he works in a kindergarten. I don't know if he's teaching, but he works in a kindergarten. Yeah, and uh, and I'm just like, can this man get any more perfect? Like, oh uh, yeah, and he's like <laughs> he's like. Teasing her about not liking kids, and then asks uh-huh. how many kids she wants, and she's like, like she's like, I don't know where this is going. She's very uncomfortable about this, but also like totally into it. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, she's like two kids, and he's like two. <laughs> I um, want twelve. I want twelve. A whole team. <laughs> a whole soccer t- or football, I guess team. Yeah, and the whole just like the banter is just very, yeah. very cute. Yeah, and like, again so... about them, like yeah, this so. They, and they have such a good chemistry, the actors. Yeah, she, she takes the peeler back from him and then continues to do it the wrong way. And it's, ha- <laughs> it's like, they're both looking for reasons to stay, to, keep hanging, to keep hanging out around each other. Yeah, and Elias knows that because he comes in going like, Where, dude, I thought you came in for a drink. You're coming back? Like, yeah, what? stop flirting with my sister. <laughs> yeah, he straight up says it. Um, and I think, I think he follows, Yusuf follows, but then like does one last look. Yeah, like what is going Before he on? keeps going. God, I wish I knew better about Andy Mac. But in Disney Channel's Andy Mac, one of the things, one of the signs that they've decided that someone has a crush on you is if they look back uh, uh, uh-huh. as they're, <laughs> as they're <laughs> leaving. This is very true. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think part of yes, that... I have a secret passion for children's television. Shut up. <laughs> we all knew this, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, my weird thing with Andy Mac, though, is... I, even though I have cable, so I could theoretically have watched it on the Disney Channel. That's like a line too far for me. Mm. So do you know where I watch Handy Mac? You download it? Nope, airplanes. Oh. Every single time I get on an airplane, I check. That's what you find? I check their children's programming to see if have, they have episodes of Andy <laughs> Mac. And I've seen like half of the show this you, way. That's like a secret shame of yours. No, I don't know why. It's a good show. Why am I so 
more shamed. I watched the whole first, uh, actually, maybe even the second season, I can't remember, of uh, She-Ra, the new She-Ra. Oh, yeah? It's nice. delightful. Yeah, there you go. So. Okay. I, oh, I was going to comment, by the way, on the kids' conversation. It's so, so perfect because if there's something about, I don't know, when, like somehow I remember when I was a teenager, when you are with a guy you like and you're kind of flirting, it gets really serious really fast. Like you're talking about things that have no bearing on your mm-hmm. real life in that moment. Like you're not going to get married and have kids anytime soon. Uh, and I just, I love that that's what the show went for. Yeah, I kind of, like that's kind of one of the things that I think this season reflects really well, like like, this idea that uh, 16-year-olds, like, they love having these deep conversations. Yes. Like, um, in part because they're just, it's, like, the first time that they are thinking about yeah. a lot of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And totally. another part because, like, they do think that they have it all figured out. So yes. it's, like, this sort of beautiful, like, yeah. balance of... Yeah, and you think the first person you fall in love with, you're going to be with forever, and... I mean, you don't think it, but, like, it's not conscious. Yeah, yeah, But exactly. it just is a feeling. Um. So, yeah, so, anyway, it's a... It's one of my all-time favorites. Everything about it, to, to me, like, works perfectly. Uh-huh. Uh, and a large, large part of it is, yeah, the the chemistry between those two. I love yeah. it. Um, and then while Alice is going on, she's getting multiple texts from, from well, which is multiple texts and uh, pinging, as we discussed. And then, yeah, and she looks at them and they're from Vilda and Nura. And basically Vilda's saying, we got a bus, but Sana has to figure out how to pay for it. Yeah. Nura, of course, immediately is like, tell him to take it back <laughs> and uh but sana i mean not sana uh, vilda is laying it on thick she's like sana will figure it out she's the boss remember the toilet paper she's but it's so interesting it's such an interesting contrast from like what vilda is going to be feeling by the end of the episode uh yeah sana because at this point she is like she believes in sana uh-huh she's tr- trusting her that she's gonna like figure it all out which totally. is probably t- putting too much pressure on sana um, yeah, but, I don't know, I mean, I guess sometimes Sana projects so much confidence that you just don't question it. Oh, completely, especially Vilda, who I yeah. think, like, probably thinks she's somewhat, like, half a god or something. I was gonna be like, remember the psychic hijab? Like, right. <laughs> like there's a history here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so then, essentially, then we figure out that basically Sana has no idea how she's gonna... <laughs> right, because the next day, she's in school Googling... How to get 300,000 kroner. <laughs> Which, been there. I have definitely Googled, like, God, I just need 500 dollars this month. Like, <laughs> what can I do with 500 dollars? Yeah. Uh, and uh, as she's she's Googling it, she gets a message from Yusuf. Flirting, asking about the Roos bus. Uh, yeah, it's basically be like, don't ignore me. Right. Uh, tease, yeah. Tease, tease. Yeah. And then she tells him that she needs um, the money. The Which money. Kind of interesting that she tells him, I think. Like, yes. Like, she's not a person, I think, to easily divulge. So I think it really shows how much she likes him. Yes. And and I think that's that's one of the good things that they do really well here. Like, the subtle ways in which she is allowing herself certain, I don't know, freedoms that she doesn't even with her best friends. Yeah. Though, of course, it helps that it's over Messenger. Messenger, yes. Uh, um, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, um, we do get, like, a second half of the conversation in the text messages where he, like, offers to, like, sell his liver for her or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Uh, to, like, pay for it. I can't, I can't remember the specifics, but there was some. There was definitely a little bit more uh, in the messages uh-huh. uh, where they kind of flirted a little bit more. And, uh, so as they're... Anyway, as she's talking to him on Messenger, Ingrid and Sarah approach... And they're like, congrats on the bus. Uh, and also, <laughs> want to merge our groups? 
Uh, it'll be exactly 25 people. The yeah, 25 which, people. which is a little bit too perfect, Julie, but okay. <laughs> I like it. There's like a fate, a predestination to it. Okay, okay. Uh, I know. Basically, it's the answer to all her problems. Yes, except I do want to know that this is one of my favorite scenes in that Sarah is all like, well, I know we've had some history in the past, so I'm not sure why. And Sana's like, you called the builder a slut in in October 2015. Yeah. Yeah, she knows exactly the party, the date. Yeah, she... And I think that kind of, you know goes back to what you were saying about how Sana has never heard of the word diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. And she never forgives or forgets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, and when she's your friend, she's your friend. And when she's your enemy, she's your enemy. Exactly. And, of course, like, so she's going to accept the deal, but she has two conditions. One, you pay for the bus. <laughs> Pepsi Max has to pay. Uh, but And I become bus boss. So that's the one, like, thing that is hard, one of the things that's hard for me to track this season uh, is the sudden desire to be the bus bus? Sorry, I can't <laughs> say it. Bus boss? Yes. I can't hear it. That's the problem. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. So I'm, like, struggling with it. Uh, because she knows how much this matters to Vilde. So, yeah, it's interesting. Where does it come from? I yeah. Mean, she's very competitive. Yes, so I, I, think... I get it. Like, I believe it, and yet there's just this gap somehow to me mm-hmm. that, like... She's also very bossy. Yes, I know. <laughs> but, like, I don't it's just, know. It's, it, it is very thoughtless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, like, kind of mean towards Yeah, so I guess I guess yeah. it's thoughtless in a way that I don't usually expect mm-hmm. Sana to be when it comes to the girl squat. Like, uh-huh. she doesn't expect them to put that much thought into her needs, but she always puts a lot of thought into theirs, which is a, not a bit the best dynamic, but, like... Yeah, she definitely seems... She's always, like, noticing when one of them is... Yeah. Especially with Nura, for example. She was the one who's always, like, yeah. what's going I mean, on? That, is that, everything all right? Again, that doesn't mean that she's, like, particularly nice to them. But no. she checks in in her own sana way. Right, 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 right. Um, and I think maybe she, they don't... They just don't know to do the same with her. Uh-huh. Because she's built these very particular walls. Um, and just projects this, like... I've got it all together. Nothing exactly. bothers me. Yeah. Oh, and then the best part of the whole negotiation, negotiation in quotes, they're like, well, let's think about it. And she's like, no, agree now or no deal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing where, like, okay, her ballsiness is amazing. I love it. And she'd be, like, an amazing business person, negotiator, I don't know. But, or rather not negotiator. Well, I guess kind of a negotiator, like a hard line one. But also, we'll get her in trouble. Because, anyway, yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, oh, and then she gives, like, the Sana signature hand I know, I, know. I was like, ugh, dismissal. Missed it. So I love, it's one of her favorite, my favorite Sana power moves. Uh-huh. Girl Squad come without Chris. Oh, yeah. There's kind of a throwaway exposition line about her being in Germany. Yeah, and they, like, I think it's also in the text messages where she's like, oh, what did I miss? And stuff like that. Oh, okay. I just, like, I really, I don't know, I, like, uh, especially these two episodes, I really felt the, I missed the rest of the Girl Squad. Yeah. I missed Chris. I missed Eva. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, like, a unbalancedness, which some of the other shows have ha- issues with, where they're, like, yeah, not, they're, like, focusing too much on one character, and was it, was it, uh, did you tell me it was actor availability that was the issue? Or? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. She was uh, in acting school. Right, right. Yeah, right. and it was, like, very, which, that's a, yeah, you should totally, I mean, education should be your priority. Yeah. Uh, it's the compromises of production. Yes, exactly. So I totally am sympathetic, but I just, I really felt like 
I don't know. I was yeah. I, I was missing seeing these like Completely, integral yeah. relationships. Especially because like Chris is technically her son as of the group is like we've, she's the one who brings her into the group. Yeah, and she, we've gotten hints that they are very close. She yeah. is, like Chris is Vilna's best friend, but then mm-hmm. like I don't know. I, I keep asking, but who is Sana's best friend? Yeah, it kind of is Nura. I mean, at least they always pair them off together. Well, yeah, but like, but not isn't 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 yeah isn't Nura's best friend's Eva? Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. Yeah, poor Sana. I know exactly. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> uh, and well, they're not very happy with her after they find out about the bus boss thing. Nope. Uh, and or actually about the merger first of all Vilda's mostly unhappy about the bus boss but um, <laughs> but uh, they're not happy with the merger all yep. for their all reasons yeah, like they Nora all... just looks down on them Eva has very good reason not yeah. to want to be a part of it yeah there's a whole history there yeah so yeah so everyone definitely has their reasons or their reservations for it and they're yeah. all completely valid but Sana again made this decision yeah she's like bulldozers through she's like yeah, yeah no that's what we're doing and who's gonna host the part the bus meeting and everyone is unavailable, and then Vilda goes to make her typical, like, oh, my mom's whatever excuse, and Sana snaps on her again. Yeah, of. and it's like, your mom's not having a wine party. Yeah, and it's like... Which is, again, her being very, like, kind of insensitive. Yeah, she is being very insensitive. Yeah. Uh, but then Vilda basically is like, well, why can't you host? Um, Which, conveniently, we find out in the previous scene... Oh, yeah. ...that the, her parents are be gone on Friday to a wedding. Yep. So she clearly says yes. Yep. Uh, then we enter, we go to Sana's, um, it's like that night, I guess, or maybe, uh, and Sana is in her bed, Googling, doing her research to be the, I'm not gonna say it, bus, <laughs> nope. Best bus boss? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard when, the more, uh, the more words you add to it, the worse it gets. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's clearly just being her like super competitive about it. Her mom comes in with like laundry and starts making basically like small talk. Oh, and she hides her bus notes. I noticed that. Oh yeah, yeah. Keeping up the sort of the not theme, but like the her mom doesn't know about it. That whole thing. Yes, yeah, she asks her mom if she can have people over, and she's very big about it. Yeah, her she's mom, like, how many? Days? A few. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-five. Twenty-five. <laughs> oh, and then her, this is where we finally see her mom, yeah. and so we're kind of, like, led into the family cocoon a little bit, which yes. I was very happy with, and she kind of gets in bed with her and hugs her, and she's like, I know I asked too many questions, but I just miss you. You used to tell me your secrets, mm-hmm. which is just, like, ugh, like, daggers to the heart. Like, almost every line from this mom is, like, de- designed to make Sana look bad. Not consciously. No, I mean, not at all. Or not look bad. Feel bad. Feel bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah not all like Because she's just being a teenage girl. Yeah, but yeah. But obviously she feels bad, and... Obviously, there's been a choice to keep a lot of her friends uh, and who they are away from her mother. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's compartmentalizing a lot of her life. Exactly. Because of those, like, dual identities. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like her ma- mother is that knowledgeable about her friends that she's been friends with for, like, uh-huh. a- almost two years yeah. at, at this point. Uh, yeah. And Which that- ki- kind of lets us know, I think, that, like, or, like, lets us know, but a big, I guess, I'm realizing now, a big part of the arc of this season is blending, is, like, to let go of the compartmentalizing, yeah, to yes. let her worlds merge. Yeah. They don't have to be at constant conflict with each other. Exactly. Exactly. But she does tell her mom one secret, which is that she likes a boy. And the first thing her mother asks if is he... A Muslim? And she says, yes. Yeah. Which you pointed out in your review. Yes. So, once upon a time, I had this very ambitious plan to review every episode of uh, Scam as it aired, and I only did it for one episode. 
this, you exactly one. This episode. This episode. Uh, so yeah, so in my review, because I was watching it clip to clip, clip also, I like basically said, and then I spent the rest of the week trying to figure out what could go wrong. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Because everything is way too good. Yes, and I just had a feeling that it had to be related to this, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so they have a very kind of sweet scene, tender. She's basically like, oh yeah, he's funny, he's smart, he's good looking, um, he can cook, like, yeah. everything oh, she yeah. needs. <laughs> everything she needs. Uh, yeah, I love that she um, brings that up. And her mom immediately wants to meet him, and Sana's like, oh. Not yet. Yeah, and then we have a short uh, scene in school. Uh-huh. Where we, we see that Sana's locker is still graffiti from yeah. uh, season two. Yeah, that's season two. Yeah. Well, first, it's actually a double header. First, she's like a text message from her mom. Oh, yes. That's like, oh, your friends on Friday, should I make something? Like, we'll be gone, but I can make something. Something. Which is so, again, like, designed to lay on the guilt. Yep. And uh, And then a text from Sara. (laughs) Is alcohol okay? Is alcohol okay? It's like a one-two punch. But I'm like, why would she think it's okay? Mm. I think maybe it's the way it's worded. Like, okay, they're not friends with Sana, but they've, they must have noticed it at parties. I'm sure she's, like, sticks out. That she doesn't so drink, be, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's one factor. And, like, maybe, like, hey, uh, it's okay if it's not, but, we, like, you know, um, is it okay to bring alcohol to your house? There's just, a, there's just ways to ask this, and it's just, I think there is these, like, sort of, like, microaggression mm-hmm. behind the way that it's worded, like... If you say no, yeah, like, like if she knows what the implications of that will look like, right, right. That's why I'm wondering if there's sort of like a maneuvering, manipulative element to asking the question, like to isolate Sana, to make her aware how unsuited she is for the job, or is it like a genuine, or even like testing the waters? Because in the next scene, there is a girl who asks, yeah, like, yeah. you don't drink, what are we gonna do about alcohol? So. Uh, they're sort of like testing the water. Like, is she gonna be okay with this? What this? What is this meeting going to be like? If she doesn't drink, so I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting message, I guess. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I just I also, yeah. All we know is the effect it has on Sana. Yeah, which exactly. is like to annoy her. Yes, and then Evan shows up looking good. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, uh, it's a very short scene where he's kind of like trying to be like, so, Michael, me, me, what did he say? Me, Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. I, I don't know. I think it's Mikael. Um. And yeah, so it, we get, it's pretty comes pretty clear pretty quickly that he knows her, he knows her brother, and he knows and her it's, mother, and it's the, yeah, it's the confirmation that there it, that he did used to know not just Michael but the whole balloon yeah. squad, and he used to go to her house and right. he ate ate the food like her mother made. Yeah, like that's such like that's a level of intimacy. Exactly. Uh, so that like definitely uh, is an interesting thing, and he starts asking about like Elias and the boys when they're up up to and like his face softens and then Isaac shows up and And it's just like he completely lies and he's like oh just asking where you were he's seen you (laughs) and Sana's just like okay I'm not gonna say anything (laughs) I'm not gonna not getting in the middle of this one (laughs) and that's kind of like what how she's dealing with that whole sort of situation yeah uh, where and she does it again in the next episode too which is actually very political kind yeah. of maneuver from her. Yeah. Very diplomatic. I, I agree. I yeah. was like, it's her very much recognizing it's not her place. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's really interesting. And Yeah, um, like she respects Evan and what he's going through and she's gonna let him uh, tell his side of the things 
Yeah, regardless what her yeah. fe- feelings might be. Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, did you see? Did you see what Isad asked? Uh, I for some reason my notes I they cut off. I oh. just wrote he, <laughs> and then that's it. He asked if she wants to go to McDonald's with them. Oh, remember? <laughs> I'm like McDonald's keeps coming, coming up. Coming up, yes. Uh, and she's like gave nah, out gave out a good. little chunk of change there. Uh, All right, so then we are Friday. Yeah, Friday. So we get another like great contrasting mm-hmm. shot, like the whole. Everyone except Eva and Vilda are mm-hmm. in white, and they mostly are white. I mean, I didn't look at every single face, but, like, yeah, there are, there's a lot of blonde There's a happening. lot of blondes, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, 20 of them. And then there's Sana. Yeah. In the, in the foreground, all in black. Black. Uh, and she is kind of, like, holding court as bus boss, and she's pretty ruthless, and she's like, we're going to win, and I'm going to relocate your budget. And she just wasted no time in... in you know, becoming... And throughout it all, Vilde looks like someone, like, kidnapped her child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Vilde in her hot pink sweater. <laughs> yes. Is uh, very upset. Yeah. Um, but in a very passive-aggressive Vilde way. Yes. And then you showed me the photo, I mean, the Insta, that <laughs> Vilda posted that cuts out Sana of yeah. this meeting. Of it's this so me- great! It, every single person is there, and then Sana is just cropped out. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. That picture it's like is this like... level of passive aggressiveness that we all aspire to. Yeah. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember in AFI we did that exercise that was like a story in a frame or whatever? Yeah. I feel like that picture yes. qualifies. <laughs> because like there's Dura kind of like sticking her head <laughs> in, kind of like awkward, not really belonging there. And then there's Eva who's like, party time! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it tells a lot. Anyway. Um, yeah. And then so, you know, they get through all this sort of bus business. Um, I will admit this is one of those scenes that I find infinitely awkward. Uh-huh. Um, because I don't I don't know why. It just makes me anxious a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was like, it's okay. Just get through it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then um, then we finally get, yeah, one of the Pepsi Mac girls. One I don't think we've ever met before. I don't know. They all I don't think the, we have, yeah. They, they all look like, the same. Uh, and she's like, so alcohol. Like, you don't drink. What uh, What's going to happen with that? And you can totally tell, also, like, the whole time that Sana's talking, like, it's just clear as day, written on everyone's face. They're all like, this is not going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think the subtext of the question of, like, what about alcohol? Is that they they only care about one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, that when you know, like, we've talked about this last time. It's not just that she wants to be part of a ruse. It's that this is literally a tradi- tradition that is all about sex and alcohol. Yeah. Like, so... Of course. Oh, do you know why? Okay, so, but Sana can't participate in either, either of those things. So that's maybe why she's focusing on winning. You know, that's... Yeah. That, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Doesn't explain the bus boss thing, but her fixation on, like, we're going to be the best. It's almost like she's to justify being on this... Uh, yeah, I mean, and in a way that maybe she didn't feel like she had to justify it when mm-hmm. it was just the five of them. So right. maybe that is sort of another layer yeah. to that. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, and I know that it's also about control, especially in the situation where there are these 20, like, normal, quote-unquote, Norwegian girls. There is, a, like, an element of, yeah, uh, enjoying her power over them. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, for sure. And, and, yeah, and she answers, she essentially answers with, I judge no one, which was the name of the clip, I think, not the oh, episode, interesting, if yeah. I remember. Yeah, that's the thing, 
that's that's sort of the thing that's so fascinating about watching it. You're watching it in like episodes instead of clips because the names of the clips are a big deal as you're watching it too, right? <laughs> um, and people like people refer to not just like um, the name of not just the name of the episode, but the time and the day and, oh, and yeah and the name of the clip. Like, right, those right, are three right. things that people used to refer to all the time. Yeah, like. Samedi something something so scam friends ones that everyone knows oh, like, uh-huh. like they'll be like every every remake will have yeah. like uh yeah 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 that's so, why I'd be so bad in fandom because I have the worst memory for things like that like titles and times Ugh. I mean but it didn't used to matter that's definitely an age a, a thing of the internet that's true because you can just look things up and things are constantly being posted over and over exactly and so you just start uh, learning them yeah I, I learned that um the, the fan explaining podcast they call this sort of era on the internet the web 2.0 huh. um and i like so i was gonna say like to me that's sort of uh that fandom dynamic of referring to names and writers and whatever yeah. is sort of that second wave uh-huh. of the internet uh-huh. and the fandom um yeah than anything. it's the way like once upon a time kids knew like i don't know the stats like every detail of their favorite baseball player's life because they yeah. would, like memorize the cards yeah. or whatever and now it's yeah uh, yeah, the the thing is, I think the interesting transition is, because I didn't read that question of, but what about alcohol, as in, but what about alcohol in the next three seconds? I know. <laughs> it's almost like to prove their point. Yeah, a <laughs> little bit, right? Straight to... and, and I think that's that's how, how Sana kind of loses control of the situation. Yeah. Because she's trying to prove this point of, I'm not going to stop you from drinking. Totally. And yet, every single part of her knows that this is wrong. Yeah. Like, this is not, this is not a middle ground situation. Yeah. This is like, this, I should, I should not be doing this and I know it. Yes. So, a perfect example of identities uh, in conflict. Like, yes. the, I'm the, I'm a regular Norwegian girl, bus boss, uh, and then also, like, I actually have pretty strict traditional parents and there's no alcohol allowed in this house and what and she just like the whole I mean and she just she personally loads I think like when we, when it cuts to the next scene and it's basically just like 20 drunk girls dancing her face and they're it's singing like, sorry go ahead no go, go, go I was gonna say they're singing like the most unsana song in the world it's like it's okay to be a whore tonight like it's just like it's like a pop song and I actually really like it but um because I have trash music taste but uh it's it, it's so it's just like you can see on Sana's face she's just like collecting beer bottles and she's just like what is yeah ugh. she like, hates every single minute of have this. some respect for yourselves yeah she hates every single minute of it she's so aware and Nora is the only Nora is the only one who's kind of like are your parents when are your parents getting home right like, of course sort of, responsible Nura remembers to ask but even then like she just disappoints me every every single member of the girl squad disappoints me in the rest of this scene because I'm like okay fine so first of all if this is the first time that they've come to her house I'm surprised it's not acknowledged in some sort of way mm, fair uh, though they might have you know we don't know that it is the first time maybe that maybe that's the reason why we know it's how we know it's not oh maybe the first time. but then if they have I why? why doesn't Ava say, like, something like, like, I feel like they would be aware about the no alcohol rule in the house. Right, uh, that's true. And, and it, so I guess it just kind of disappointed me in the way that none of them seem to be aware of it. Yeah, yeah. None well, of them seem to care about how she's feeling about it. Yeah, and none of them stay to help. And none of them stay to help. Yeah, That's right. really the line that, to me, I remember even then being like, what the hell? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. It 
Um, it kind of makes Sana... There's almost, like, a sense that she's less a part of the group somehow. Yeah. This and like, season. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's been well established that when Eva gets drunk, she's not the most, like... True, yeah. She's not, like, a rational thinking person. But I, I don't know. Something about it just feels really off to me, especially because we know Nora's not drinking. We know that she's just checked in on the whole, like, what are your parents gonna think? So that she wouldn't... I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. It's one of the scenes that always feels very off to me. I, did, I didn't notice, I didn't pay attention to what Nora's doing when... Okay, so the very next thing that happens, basically, even though Sana says her parents are a Moroccan wedding, they'll be gone the whole night, um, Yusuf and Elias come well, home. Well, and she texts her mom right before. Like, oh, she, she has, okay. Yeah, she has that conversation, that moment with, Sa- with Nora, and then you can tell that she's like, you know Uh-oh. what, let me double check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she goes, she actually sends a text message, but... I mean, basically, like, as soon as suddenly the balloon squad arrives, and Elias is like, what the hell is going on? Our parents are here. Like, yeah, they're, they're, like, downstairs, and... And Elias is the fucking best in the next yes. scene. <laughs> He's just, like, out, 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 Immediately, out. yeah, he, like, jumps to action. He's getting everyone out the back door. Um, Sana's frantically trying to clean up. Yusuf is kind of helping, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was gonna say, I didn't notice whether Nura is... Maybe at least helping herd everyone out. Maybe, maybe I'm so I focused on being angry at them that yeah. I don't pay attention. I, I genuinely didn't. She might it, just well, like walk cause, out because it seems that that's like, like, like it seems like the balloon squad has a plan. Like um, Adam and another one of the boys, whoever else was there, they seem they also go down. So I wonder if they're trying to stall the parents a little bit down. Right. Like they're like, oh, we ran into them in the stairway. So like yes. everyone's kind of in on this, like let's stall the parents for as long as possible. And that's kind of what happens. Like Yusuf and uh, Elias greet the parents by the door, giving Sana like a chance. A little to- bit more time to clean up the living room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they're like, oh, we, we just saw Adam and Mikkel. And they're like, oh, we're on our way to see them. them. Yeah. yeah, they're clearly improvising. It's yeah. very... There's a lot of nervous tension, <laughs> which is very well done. Um, and but of course, none of it is like quite good enough because her dad notices a giant, giant uh, bottle, bottle of vodka, vodka on the mantle and is like, "What is this?" And it's like, "Oh, um, um, um." And, and then continuing to be the perfect man, <laughs> Yusuf. He really t- is. Yusuf just immediately does not hesitate to pick it up and be like, "It's mine." Just then bought he, it for someone. Yeah, he tries to like save himself a little bit and say, uh-huh. like, I bought it for someone, but the parents, like, are do not, not buy it no. at all. And then she kind of, like, is so overwhelmed that she just runs to her room. Yeah. Like, she she cannot face her parents at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, at that moment, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and she just texts Yusuf, thanks. And then in reply, wait, we have to savor this because the bad thing is going to come. Yeah. But the, 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 the first reply from him is, um, no worries. And then it's like red heart. heart. Which yeah. is like, ah, uh, I melted a little bit. <laughs> that works for me. And then she kind of is like, don't worry. Like, I'll talk my, I'll, I'll somehow talk my mom into believing that you're a good Muslim boy, even if you drink. Paraphrasing. I think that's what it says. No, that's pretty right. Yeah. Yeah, and his devastating reply is, is oh, "Haha, don't worry, right, I'm not Muslim." She's like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, it's too shocking. She has to like process yeah. it, and he just replies, "I don't believe in Allah. Allah." Yeah, and that is heartbreak. That is the end of the episode. Yep. <sighs> so, um, like I said, this is definitely a controversial choice. I still think 
from a screenwriting point of view, I yeah. understand why yeah. that's the choice that was yeah. made. Um, I mean, they've literally made him the perfect guy. Like, there's no, what else could? Yeah, that's why I was. Uh, that's why I was dreading the entire week. Yeah. Like, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Um, it's an interesting question, actually. What else could have been conflict between them besides if they if they are both religious Muslims? Like, I certainly don't think it should ever go into any like like Sunni Shia or. Uh, I mean, at least I would never, ever dare to write something like that. Just yeah. I, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, I, I cannot. I, speak I would to say that. I don't think I know enough culturally to, I guess. Yeah. Figure it out. Um, but I'm sure that there's lots of things I just I haven't thought of it. But yeah, yeah, uh, it's too personal a thing. I think to just like I can't just read a book about it and feel like I understand well one it. one of the interesting aspects, uh, that. Um, I remember it being a little bit talked about in the Scam France uh, season four, is that uh, Imam is um, like Muslim but also black, right? And right, right. and Sofian yeah, is African Muslim, yeah, uh, is uh, lighter skinned. So they both talk about like my mom will be upset that I'm with like a darker. Like, okay, yeah. So they do kind of like so they they kind of acknowledge that. I mean, they still do this, too. Right. Uh, and, and worse. Uh-huh. But I thought that was, like, a really interesting, like, oh, that's a really interesting, like, sort of thing to also add to sort of the conflict. Which, right. Because it's very true. Right. But, yeah, just, like, religion has been po- posted. Like, Sana's religion has been positioned as such an important part of her. Her faith is so important to her that just, like, that's the biggest conflict for her would be someone who doesn't ha- share it. Yeah. So that's why, like, at the moment it made sense to me and it yeah. still does but I also acknowledge the very very um like true desires of a lot of fans to not have that be the conflict to find some sort of way to uh make this relationship hard and yet uh, be able to see two Muslims fall in love to practicing Muslims right, fall right, in right. love so. or like for a different show you yeah. know like it's clearly a topic that there is interest in seeing or yes, like a, exactly yeah yeah representation people are interested in seeing yeah i think it'd be cool yeah. but but yeah so i get i get that instinct i mean i i get that complaint right uh, right just portraying muslims as normal people who are not um like the most unique thing about them isn't the fact that they're muslim yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and that it's not arranged marriages right, right. It's like these are two right. people who like each other right and they're figuring it out right, and right like and then you see where that goes right, right. yeah um, who just happen to be Muslim, just like some people happen to be Christian or exactly. atheist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought that, I think that's a fair point, 100%. Yep, yep. I, I get it. But yeah, so basically this episode has my favorite beginning, um, my least, nope, this is not my least favorite ending. There is a worse ending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is. There definitely is. My favorite beginning? Yeah, let's go with that. Uh-huh. My favorite opening scene. Um, my favorite beginning. Oh, look, and I'm wearing my favorite murder t-shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wearing a Buffy Twilight t-shirt. I love that shirt. I've seen you wear that before. It's the best. It's like mm-hmm. a Andy Warhol-style comic graphic, I guess. And it's mm-hmm. Buffy, and it, the text to Bubble says, Oh, man, they sparkle now. <laughs> Which I realize now is a very dated reference. It is. <laughs> You're old, Gabby. I know. I'm so old. I don't like it. There was like, I was seeing someone on on either Twitter or Tumblr, talk, like, they were talking about how they were watching Twilight, and then someone was like, you are? Why? And she's like, oh, I, lo- I really enjoy the movies. And the other person replied with, well, I was five when the first one came out. And I was like, I hate the world! <laughs> oh, time. Why must you keep marching on? 
All right. Well, anyway, um, let us know what you think. Uh, Do you agree with our statement, with our belief that Yusuf is the perfect man? (laughs) Perhaps too perfect. So what conflict, what flaw could they have given him? Should they have given him? Um, yeah, yeah. Let us, let us know. Yeah. We, we want genuinely want to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, email us or find us on Tumblr or Twitter, where I will. I've been very bad at even posting our episodes, so I gotta get back on that. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I I can't say anything because I just don't. I mean, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bye. Bye.